you're looking for a podcast about hunting for that perfect piece of legendary loot, then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh! Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you today? I am fine. How are you? I am, so as far as I'm going with that one. Excellent. It's been a day today. It has. I would like to shoot you a quick update on last week's show. Whoop. I have to prove things. I gotta I gotta be truthful. I gotta, I gotta like prove these things. You ready? It's in the pudding, as they say. Show me the pudding. So I brought up shoes last week, our shoe-flavored yes. episode last week. And I talked about how New Balance was the new hotness, right? Uh-huh. The New Balance, new hotness. So, I did not know that New Balance had a store. Like a whole store? Like, you know, there's like a Nike store? Yeah, you can go to the New Balance store. <laughs> there's a New Balance store. It's right here in Frisco. What? Okay. So, I was like, it's got to be cheap. It's New Balance, right? I don't think they're cheap, are they? I went there. Well, I thought they were f- relatively cheap. Okay. Like a pair of shoes would be. Like we said, 60 bucks maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, 80 at the top end. Yeah. I go to the New Balance store because I was like, yeah, let's go ahead and go get some shoes. Why not? Go to the New Balance store, right? Uh Uh-huh. It is full of kids getting shoes for school. My God. (laughs) Literally tons of children. It's so weird to me. Right? Cheapest pair of shoes I found in that store, 140. Holy fuck. What? The only pair of shoes I liked was two hundred dollars. No, please tell me you didn't newbies, buy New Balance. Dude. Hell no, I didn't get any newbies. Good. I fucking went to Academy and found newbies for sixty bucks. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I didn't buy them still, but I found some that were relatively nice. Okay. So, I will probably buy New Balances for the comfy shoe, whatever, right? And they didn't mm-hmm. look too daddish. They looked a little sporty. Okay. Sporty model shoe, right? <laughs> Um, they look like actual good shoes, and they didn't feel too bad. So I was like, yeah, maybe. But there was there was this pair of Adidas, though. They Adidas? Sell for $50. Ooh, you got those, right? Tell me you got I, those. I didn't buy no shoes. Oh. I should go back for those. Well, they didn't have the color of the Nike, of the Adidas one. Sorry. It's hard How to look at my Nike love. <laughs> uh, but they suck, dude. Those shoes suck. I'm going to say it again. Nike shoes are uncomfortable and suck. Yeah, eat shit, Nike. Never sponsor us. We don't want it. <laughs> Unless you make a comfy shoe, and then I'll wear it all the time. <laughs> Design one for Yem Tote. Like or for unless Jordan. you want to send me a pair of those across the Spider-Verse Jordans. Yeah, maybe, you know. But I don't know that Jordans are comfy. I've never owned a pair of Jordans before. Like, they look I feel comfy. Like they look comfy, but are they? You're not supposed to crease them. I that. feel like Vans look comfy. I've never enjoyed a pair of Vans before. Mm. You know? like Yeah. One of the least comfortable shoes on the planet is one of the most popular Converse shoes, man. Yeah. They have no support at all. Truly. I don't know how I wore those in fucking high school. Like the entire way through. They're not good for you. Not good for you. Not good for the spine of the soul. Yeah. So anyway, I might go back for the Adidas. There was this like blue pair they had. It was like this pale baby blue kind of look thing. I was into it. All they had was like black and white. And I don't really like standard just black and white colored shoes. Yeah. Fucking like that. Wore that shit all growing up because that was like, that was the good shoe back in the day. Right. 
but now I'm really not about like, oh, keep the white soles clean and all that stupid shit. I don't give a fuck. I'm wearing the shoes to wear them. Yeah. Bag up off me. So anyway, newbies, very popular and very expensive, apparently. Okay. I never in my wildest days would have thought I'd find a basic pair of New Balances for $200. Yeah, that is fucking expensive. That makes me want to crack into this. Yeah, let's do that. Because also, I'm hot. So hot in this world. I know we try not to make it so, like, what do you say, like, localized or whatever? <laughs> yes. But it's fucking 103 degrees today, bro. I'm... It's horrible. Hot. Ugh. Swallowed the Diet Coke wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> the, the pepper's hitting just right. That pepper hits so good. <laughs> Oh my himself god! Against the, computer. <laughs> the, the flavor in that can is so good because uh, the last case I had tasted very root beerish, and I didn't enjoy them very yeah. much. But this, I love Dr Pepper, man. Uh-huh. But I'll be honest. Uh oh. I'll buy a case sometimes. They all taste like beer. What the fuck? I'll buy a case sometimes. They taste very root beerish, and I don't mean like beer like root beer. Like it will taste like. Legit alcoholic beer. That sounds like spoiled Dr. Pepper. Yeah. And then there's this one. When you'll buy a case that is 23 flavors that are so good. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Something one of the, the best pepper. peppers I've had in a while. I'm sorry, guys. You got to hear that, right? Right in your ears. <laughs> mm. uh, I watched a TV show recently that okay. made me smile and brought me life. Who's lying? I- Oh, my God. No. <laughs> oh, okay. But so this one is called Jury Duty. I feel like I can't remember if I've told you about this one or not. It doesn't sound familiar. Okay. So Jury Duty, it was available on Freevee, which I don't even know where that app is. Oh, it's a reality show. Here's the thing. Okay. So you have not told me about this. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's so new. It's from this year. Yeah. And okay. James Marsden is in it. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, what they did is they took one American man and they were like, you're going to jury duty. And they sent him to like the jury duty process. But what they didn't tell him was that everybody else in the whole courthouse was an actor. Okay. And so he gets selected for this fake case and gets, you know, to be, he gets appointed to be the four person of the jury on this fake jury. And okay. it's, it's a show where like they make everything go crazy wrong and just weird and wild and so many silly different ways. And (laughs) and they like push this dude to his mental limits with the amount of like, there's this guy who's um, his, uh, his jury mate or whatever they're, they get sequestered because you know, they're, they're filming and they have to be sequestered for filming, but they told him they're sequestering him because of James Marston's fame, because he's just too famous to be on a regular jury. Um, okay. So they sequester them and <laughs> they have this, his roommate is this dude that's like super interested in human cybernetics. So like he makes his own, he calls them chants. They're like chair pants where you get to, you like can sit okay. in your pants because they're made of metal and he just tries to enhance his body in different ways. Like he wears his camelback and he's like, it's, it's almost like having a water reservoir in my own heart. And it's just fucking weird. <laughs> like okay. they just make extremely strange characters around this guy and they interview him and they want to like see 
what he is going to do with the case and stuff like how okay. can we make this guy think that like someone's trying to cheat the justice system can we make him think that somebody's a racist like they just throw so many things at this dude and watching him like persevere through it and just be like i'm supposed to do what's right because this is jury duty so i'm just gonna keep on trying to do what's right it was really really heartwarming and it has kind of uh not really a twist but a surprise ending that i think is well worth the watch there was only like 10 episodes and they're half an hour each it is easy to sit down and binge this one it was a really fun show and i highly recommend it for anybody that needs a little pick me up in their life so i'm guessing the guy that's not the fake one is this ronald gladden guy who looks so nice (laughs) yeah he's like just average american man it says he's an internet personality he probably is now after this i'm actually really intrigued by that show yeah i kind of would like to watch that it was a really good time like I I haven't seen a show like this before. It it restored my faith in humanity in a way that I didn't it's, think was possible. <laughs> it's 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 punked, but over the length of so long for one prank. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and just the lengths that this whole team goes to, and you get an episode at the end too to see how they did it all. Like they reveal the whole thing to him, and then he's like, "What okay. the fuck?" And then they have an episode of like, "Here's how we did it," and they interview him on the whole thing. Like, "What did you think about this? What did you think about that?" So you get like a behind the like, scenes. You're sort making of a this thing. worse for me. <laughs> like, like you guys actively Truman showed me. <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny. Like, it's so good. I. I love this show and I recommend it to everybody. It's called Jury Duty. I, it's on Freebie, whatever app that is. So this says it's on Prime Video. Okay. So maybe but that's a part of Prime Video. I did look at that the other day and there was something that said it was on there. And when I clicked it, it was like with Freebie. Yeah. So I guess they're just like in bed together. Maybe. Amazon a Freebie. Okay. Well, that one sounds super fucking funny. And the type of silly that I want to enjoy. So yes, I'm about I think it. you would greatly enjoy it. Um, highly recommend it. And it says it's on HBO Max. Oh, really? I don't believe that. I don't believe that either. <laughs> I will do further research. Yeah. Watch this one, though. Like, I, I legit think you would get joy out of it. Okay. I'm about it. Um, I am watching another show that I I recommend, but with a, with a heavy heart, I recommend it. Ooh, Okay. It is a very intense show. It's called The Morning Show. And okay. you might be thinking, that sounds like a news show. It's a show about news shows. Um, It's got like a fucking star-studded cast. Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell played okay. like the two leads. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. It's fucking good, right? Sounds like a happy-go-lucky fun comedy time. It ain't. I don't know. With uh, <laughs> what's-his-face in it? Steve Carell. He's, he's always sad. Yeah. I don't know, man. I... I love Steve Carell in in such a way. I, I just think he's a very good actor. He just seems like a good person. and He is a genuinely good guy. He, he just seems awesome. like a good dude, right? So I uh, went into this thinking like, oh, fun, like a comedy show about what it's like to do the news. And the first like seconds of the first episode is uh, Steve Carell's character getting fired from the morning show for a long career of sexual harassment and cover up cool yeah so it is a very intense tv show it is about like it aired in 2019 it started airing in 2019 okay and i it's on apple tv which is maybe why you haven't heard of it before because i hadn't heard of it before um is it still going i think so it's in its let me see if it's still going actually the morning show season because it's got three seasons so season four 
It has received an early renewal for season four. Yep. Yes. Which is okay. shocking to me because not that I didn't think the show was going to keep going, but the fact that like they have this story that they have been able to craft and drag out over the course of so many seasons. Um, but season one, we just finished season one. And it's extremely intense. And it is okay. like it, the, the whole show is about like sexual harassment and what it's like in the workplace. And yeah, they take one incident and they just kind of extrapolate it across like how it affects everybody that's involved. So like, yeah. there's a whole culture of cover up in the uh, company that they work at. And like people from the top down are protecting this guy because he's like the big wig and you don't want to mess with like the face of the morning show that America tunes into. So there's just like years and years and lots and lots of people that are just yeah. getting swept under the rug and stuff. And you follow this one girl's story. Uh, th- so this actress, Gugu Mbatha Ra, which okay. I wanted to make sure I said that right. I looked up how to say it. <laughs> um, she is fucking stellar. And she carried the first season of this show on her back. Uh, it's about like, she is assaulted by Steve Carell's character and goes to report it to the big wig and they're like how about we just promote you and you don't say anything and it's like you get to see her perspective from the inside of like having that weight that you carry around and like nobody really knows why you got promoted but they kind of know why you got promoted and yeah well eh, there's so many interactions in the show that make me feel sick but then there's also this other subplot where um the fucking the guy the actor who looks like he's always wearing eyeliner you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, let me look up his name real quick. Oh gosh, the morning show cast. The guy is always wearing eyeliner. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Nestor Carbonell. Uh, if I showed you a picture of him, you'd totally recognize him. So I'm looking at the cast too. I have no idea who that is. Oh my gosh, he was he was in Lost. That's where I know him from. Um, yeah, he was, didn't watch that. Oh, you didn't watch Lost. No, I watched it till like season two and the polar bear. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I mean, yeah, that's where I dipped out too. But that's what I remember him from. Um, he was apparently on Suddenly Susan. So I should know him from that. Shit. Okay. Oh, wow. He does look like he wears eyeliner. Yeah. Like he just has photo. like <laughs> extremely intense eyelashes. I don't know, man. Like that's just how his okay. eyes are. Um, yeah. But he has this. So he has a relationship with his PA on the show. And okay it's an honest relationship. Like they're both into each other and it's a true love. Like he's the weatherman and she's like, that's so cool that you're so passionate about your job. And he like talks about hail, like it's the coolest thing on earth. And they just, they have a really sweet love for each other. And it's about having that relationship in the workplace while you're dealing with the fallout of this other shit that is going on. Yeah. And like trying to determine like, is our relationship even proper, even though like, He's technically my superior at the job. I still love him. It's just, it's yeah. it's very, the show takes a lot of very delicate situations and plays them out in ways that make you sympathize with people on almost all sides of it. Like there's even parts that make you kind of sympathize with Steve Carell's character. And you're like, I don't want to sympathize with this guy because he's been harassing women for years and getting away with it. Yeah. And the show does feature a lot of very strong women leads. So Reese Witherspoon is also on the show and plays a fucking phenomenal like Southern reporter who is salt of the earth. Like she comes onto the show and is very like unpolished and she's the new face and they're trying to kind of rein her in and keep her, you know, 
okay professional while jennifer aniston is you know the anchor who's been there for years and years and is the old guard basically that's kind of trying to both keep her career in the face of this mess and then also try to (laughs) it's 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 a whole wild mess the show is very good and it just i love the way that it has taken such horrible material and turned it into something that really makes people think yeah so i recommend it with with a caveat you know like watch it but it's heavy and hard to watch i mean sometimes you gotta see something heavy and hard yeah you know like dude it's like i'm just like going through the cast and like i know every every fucking person dude yeah it's it's a star-studded cast like there are you know whenever a show money (laughs) they do that though for like all their shows i swear to god but you know when a show like has or when a movie has just like a bunch of people in it you're like either this is going to be really really good or it's a complete (laughs) flop yeah (laughs) this one's really really good like don't don't let the cast fool you okay i hate how many people are in it like there's just the list just keeps going it's i know ridiculous when we were watching the first episode i was like oh that guy's in it oh and her oh my god <laughs> it's just like a never-ending parade of people that i was excited to see okay. doing horrible things like the characters are so deeply unlikable everybody in this show has a flaw which is perfect you know you don't want somebody to be a a, a stand-up yeah. person that you just look up to and love like everyone in the show has something deeply wrong with them and it's fun to watch as sad so, as it is so basically if you guys are going to follow Kelsey's recommendation, we start with the morning show, yeah. wash it down with a little jury duty. <laughs> yes, for sure. Which, by the way, I just got on HBO Max. It's not there. So that was ah, a lie. That is a Google lie. Google lied. There you go. Um, but hey, speaking of sexual assault. Okay. <laughs> I hate to bring this up on our show, but we did give like a glowing review of this person. Like... Several months ago, I remember us having a conversation and being like, that's a good dude. Isn't he a good, cool guy? We would love to have him on the show. I love this man. He's never done anything yeah. wrong in his life. Um, talking about Jonah Hill, uh, I mean, this is such a weird thing for us to talk about right now because it's a very much developing story at the time we're recording this anyway. Like, just several hours ago, it came out that he, he's been accused of kissing a 16 year old girl like forcing himself on her while they were on set which is pretty rough yeah so when i was told about jonah hill stuff the other day it was none of this stuff this is not what i was made aware of so so yeah it came out that he had had some kind of shifty text that he sent to his girlfriend and i didn't bother to read them because i feel weird when celebrity stuff gets leaked online like i don't feel comfortable reading somebody else's conversations or looking at somebody else's nudes because that has happened many many times but for the purposes of the show i did read the conversation and i don't know like so yeah i was informed about him basically being an insecure dude to his hot girlfriend yeah and And i was like i mean that's a him problem. Like, that's that's just an insecurity on him. Like, that happens with a lot of people. Not to say, like, it's still not any less fun to be dating someone and then they go, like, I want you to put all these restrictions on yourself. Like, nobody yeah. wants to be a part of that. <laughs> it's, you know? It 
reeks of misogyny a little bit. And I don't know. It's just, it sucks that we're seeing this kind of out of context. Like, it's just a string of texts that uh, his girlfriend, yeah. I guess, posted to her Instagram. And they're all texts from him. We don't know if she's responded or anything. Um it's, I don't know, it's just, ah, I feel so weird. I hate it when I read other people's <laughs> private business and have to have an opinion on it. I don't know. It's gross. I mean, I my don't... opinion is he has an insecurity within himself that he should probably look at before probably dating a person. Yeah. Kind of, kind of period. Like, if you're going to, you can't expect... And, like, Taylor and I have had that conversation because we've seen TikToks about that stuff all the time where it's, like, once you get in a relationship, you don't have friends with the opposite sex. That ends immediately. Yeah, you are not allowed to do that and all this stuff. And it's, awful. like, that is that is such a ridiculous mentality. Yeah, that's that's horrible behavior to, to force upon your partner. <laughs> yeah, and... I think it sucks that he would fall into that camp and try to be like, you can't like have, have girlfriend, even girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're going to go to like a coffee date and then immediately back home. Like don't be seen with people, you know? Yeah. And it like he, he puts this list out. If you need surfing with men to model, to post pictures of yourself in a swimsuit, to post sexual pictures, like, First of all, she's a surf instructor. It's her fucking business, bro. It's her job. That's her whole Instagram is like pictures of her surfing with, you know, her clientele, which looks like there's a lot of men. Can you blame them? Men want to surf. Yeah. Um, It's just bad. And I've seen a lot of articles come out too, actually kind of criticizing um, therapy speak, which I was like, oh, interesting. So okay. there's a lot of... um. I mean, you've seen all the TikToks where people are like talking more about mental health, which is great. We need to yeah. talk about mental health as a society. But because these resources are becoming more and more accessible to us, which I want to I want to state, I'm so for it. Like we all need therapy and mental health. It can be it can be beneficial for anyone and everyone. But <laughs> there are people that will weaponize the shit that they learn in therapy and yeah. flip it and reverse it and just kind of i don't know that there are people in this world that know how to manipulate in such a way where they can take the things they learn in therapy and spin them back on other people to oh, make yeah. them feel bad about themselves i mean make them feel like where they're like in the wrong gaslighting kind of came from yeah and i mean the word gaslighting now it, it's there's so many therapy words in like the American lexicon going on right now. Yeah. Like gaslighting and trauma and narcissist and boundary setting. And those are all things that we all need to know. But like, yeah, it sucks that there's a lot of people that are learning it secondhand from TikTok and they're not getting the actual, the actual therapy. <laughs> so when Taylor told me about this, she saw it from tiktok i think she saw it from tiktok i'm actually not sure but she was saying that a lot of the comments because you brought up this word they were like she said a bunch of the guys in the comments were like well he was just setting his boundary yeah dude do you know what a boundary is <laughs> 
your boundary can't be your life stops existing because you're with me now. That's yeah. not a fucking boundary. And if that is his boundary, like, cool. She doesn't have to obey it. Like, time to leave. Yeah. Because I think he even said, like, if you have to post these pictures, if you have to do this, then we're not going to work out. And if I got that, I'd be like, yep, we don't. And Done I'd and dusted. fucking walk out. Yeah, you know? that's really, it's not good behavior. I will say I am a little sad. I'm not too sad about that because I'm, like, not trying to, like, make excuses for him. But I know that, like, you know, he was always the fat kid from Superbad that, like, everybody shit on in Hollywood for 20 fucking years, you know? Like, yeah, I understand he's probably got some insecurity stuff, but there's therapy available and you can work that out and you need to find the right people. And maybe, maybe Hollywood doesn't need to be your business. Yeah. If it's causing you that kind of self-hate almost, you know, that kind of shit. I don't think the money's worth it, dude. Fucking do something else and be happy. There is always time to back away. Because it sounds like the things that have made him unhappy, he's now pushing it on other people. Right. Like now he's making her unhappy. Yeah, I'm unhappy. So therefore you cannot be happy either. So like, I'm not going to say like, oh my God, he's so bad for that. But this thing about the Zoe 101 star thing. Yeah, that's fucked up. And I mean... Now I'm sad because we have said, oh, my God, love him. He's so great. And it's a whole, like, never meet your heroes thing. Like, I know. Everybody's fallen. You know? I hate to say anybody is, like, a good person or perfect. Like, we just said about Steve Carell. And I'm like, but is he? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, I love him as an actor. And all the roles that he plays are entertaining. But we never really know what's going on behind the scenes of these people's lives. That's true. So, Yeah. Just wanted to redact our Yim Tope offer for Jonah Hill to come on the show. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean. It's, it's a weird place. I I mean, the, the story with Alexa Nicholas is still developing. That's the, the, the girl he was accused of kissing or yeah. assaulting in some form or fashion. Um, that story dropped literally 12 hours ago. And three hours ago, yeah. there's this article about his attorneys being like, that's false. So. I just think it's wild that, like, you know, we had the whole Bill Cosby thing go down, right? Uh Uh-huh. How long ago was that? But it's still, it's still taken that long for some people to be like, I'm ready to say my piece, you know? Because, like, that was how long ago? And this thing happened before, you know, the Bill Cosby stuff came out. Yeah. Like, this was 15 years ago. Jesus. You know? And we're just now... But, I mean, that's the thing. There's such a, like, I'm glad that it is starting to come out where, you know, you can come out and say this stuff because yeah. I know that there's a shame built around it. Like, you yes. don't want to be the person that this happened to and all that stuff, you know? Right. But, like, you can't have your justice that way. Yeah. And there's so much of that that happens in, in the morning show where they talk about stuff like that. And yeah, they talk about how they take the the super super delicate topic of like me too and there's this whole moment where steve carell has um a friend who's martin short and he talks to him and martin short is like a a straight up predator like roman polanski style predator in hollywood and uh, i'm not saying martin short himself but like the character martin short plays (laughs) in this show (laughs) um 
so yeah, they have a conversation where Steve Carell's character is like, I know that what I did was wrong, but I'm not you. Like the Me Too people that should I'm be not suffering. That bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm the people that should be suffering under Me Too are the ones that like did the really bad stuff like you did. I yeah. just had a couple of maybe consensual, maybe not consensual relationships and like of course that's fucking bad. But yeah. Watching him kind of try to say how his assaults are different from those assaults. Like there's people out there, there's there's thought processes in there that to I don't grade get to them. see. Yeah, yeah, to grade them. Mm. There's a lot of that. And it was they were talking yeah. about like how the first wave of people that were caught in Me Too, the Roman Polanskis, that type of bullshit. Like that is the people that deserve to go. But then then they came for the nice guys and it was just I don't know. Man, now I'm interested in that show too. It's there's a couple of monologues I think at least that are worth a watch, and maybe I can Ooh, find those on YouTube and send them to you. I like but monologues, like, man. Oh, dude, it's there's so many good characters in that show, and strong women characters, and flawed women characters, which I love. We love yeah. to see a strong, flawed woman. But anyway, <laughs> Jonah, you make us sad. Yeah, it was all good. The invitation was out there, and you had <laughs> you to revoke it. You could have had everything. You could have had buddies on Yemto. I know. But uh, we're not going to stop what we're doing for you, so. Nope. Sorry. Well, on that weird note, would you like to take a quick break? Yes, please. Silly. Silly? What does that word mean for you? Like, what's the context goofy. that that means for you, right? Like, it's that's how I feel silly. like it is. I don't know. Like, the way people <laughs> use the word silly sometimes weirds me out the contemplation on your face right now is so deep like <laughs> is that silly like to me silly's like clowns honk honk like that's that's like funny you know okay. i see silly as like almost like it's trying to be like it's something that's meant to be silly like i don't really consider a lot of comedy movies silly no yeah i hate it like, when I hate it when silly, it's like the word wacky, <laughs> like when it's used to describe yeah. a comedy movie, silly, wacky adventures. No, that's. But like, was this truly wacky? Like wacky, <laughs> you're getting into like Scooby-Doo territory. Like those get wacky. You know what I mean? Yes. Looney Tunes are wacky. That's wacky shit. <laughs> to say Looney Tunes are silly, I feel like is not a correct use of the word silly. I don't know, like. Now that I've said it a bunch, I don't know when I've used that word in my own vocabulary. And maybe that's why when other people use it, maybe maybe I get mad because I don't know how to use it in my own vernacular. So I'm like, you're using big <laughs> words that I can't figure big out how words. to use right. Well, because I feel like I've been described as ridiculous for so long that like when people use the word silly for me, I'm like, no, I don't like it. That's not what I am ridiculous i will never be silly i've never been silly a day in my life and so now i don't know if ridiculous and silly are the same thing am i silly guys am i just silly in the brain i, just I don't know silly fool <laughs> i don't fucking know if you enjoyed that little bit of the pre-ramble you can get that full bonus episode by going over to patreon.com slash ymbtoap and signing up to be a patron we would love to see you guys there in our secret discord all the way up to getting our extra shows that we do every month our Ooh. patreon exclusive zeitgeist ones whatever you feel like jumping into we would love to see you uh, but if you want to be the ultimate supporter you can get yourself some yimtope gear at the yimtope peril store all new designs for the year uh, we try to update once every year, so if you jump in now, you might be able to snag what's here this year and get some new stuff next year. Who knows? Uh, the link to that's in our uh, show notes. 
So again, thank you to all of our supporters, whether you're just coming in every week to listen or you give into the Patreon. We love you guys so much, and we love having you here. So let's get you on back to that regularly scheduled content. I'm here to keep making the episode weird. Whoa. <laughs> I said it was going to be a weird one earlier. So No, I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry. This is let's all good it. stuff that needs to come out. Well, that's that's Yimtope's like def, like defining word. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Like you never can tell with us, man. It's Yimtope salad. Know. It's just a little bit of everything. So what you got? Okay. Have you heard of the movie The Sound of Freedom? I have heard absolutely nothing about this movie. Okay. I've never even seen anything about this movie. Man, I'm going to take you on a little bit of a ride. Okay. So, The Sound of Freedom, um, it's been, what, directed, I guess, by Jim Caviezel? Or is he starring in it? I'm... Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. No, it's starring Jim Caviezel, right? Okay, yeah. That's Jesus, right? Mr. Jesus, man? Yes. Jesus... Jesus is starring, but not directing. Okay. Yes. So, uh, and we say Jesus because he played Jesus in that one, the movie. Passion of the Christ. Jesus. Yeah. For me, he's the guy from Frequency that I still really want you to watch Frequency. Okay. I think you would fucking dig Frequency. So to me, that's who he is. And then he was Jesus. So like, I always call Mm. him Jesus, but he'll always be the Frequency guy for me. Okay. Uh, So the director of this one is Alejandro Gomez Monteverde. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, it's mostly, like, produced and funded by, like, Mexican filmmakers and organizations. Okay. Um, it is about child trafficking. Just going to say that one up top because it's a heavy topic. Okay. So, child trafficking right now, honestly, is really fucking... I know it's in the news a lot, and it's <sighs> it's just not good like i it's not a controversial opinion to say child sex trafficking is not good um did i tell you about that tiktok i saw of the it was like a show in like honduras or something hmm. some show and like this lady was on this like tv show and she was like trying to get her children back and the host lady is literally ripping her a new one live on the show I mean, it's like all in Spanish. So, you know, you got to read what it was saying. Okay. But she was like, she was like, so tell me what happened. And she was like, well, this guy approached me and said that my kids could work at like this party service. Like, like he goes around to birthday parties and brings kids to like make the party more full. Uh And so she goes, okay, how much did you sell your kids for? (gasps) And she's like, I didn't sell my kids. And she's like. Yeah, you're not getting your kids back. How much did you sell your fucking kids for? And like gets in this mom's face and she's like, $500. And she's like, I want to tell you the fucking truth. And she starts laying into this mom. She's like, you are never going to see these two children again. I hope you know that whatever you think you did, that's not what happened. You sold them into trafficking. They're probably dead right now. Jesus. Like, that's what that lady needs to hear. But the fact that it's on some, like, television show, I'm like, yeah, we couldn't say that shit on, like, a Mari Povich here, you know? <laughs> yeah. But she starts ripping this lady a new one. And then, like, it cuts to her, like, just talking to the camera. And she's like, in our country, human trafficking is at an all-time high, especially for kids. Yeah. And this lady fell prey and just does, like, a whole, like, information thing about it. And it was wild, right? Yeah. But the, the, 
like she's having to put that on her TV show and let people know like this is real and you don't believe it, but this lady just did it. And then there was an update on what happened and it's horribly tragic. Not going to say it here. I'm not trying to make people sad, but like it didn't end well. Okay. It was bad. So yeah, it's like a fucking thing these days. Hardcore. Yeah. I don't know what's making it worse, but yeah, it's, it's obviously at like a, a height right now that we have not seen probably in years past, or maybe we're just like more aware of it these days. I don't know. True. Um, so the sound of freedom to get back on this thing, uh, it is doing gangbusters at the box office. It really? is. Yeah. It was third okay. this weekend behind insidious, the red door, which stay tuned, please, because we're going to discuss that at the end of the episode. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, it was behind Indiana Jones and the Dial of destiny, which I forgot that's in theaters. Um, okay so a thing about the movie one of the reasons that it's doing so well is that people can buy what's called angel tickets so like you can buy your own ticket and then go to the box office and be like i also want to buy like five tickets for anybody else who wants to see this movie okay so like someone could just walk up to the box office and be like i want an angel ticket for this Okay. And they, they can go in. I don't know how many people are taking advantage of that or if anybody knows about it. Um, but what does that mean? Like, you're so, still paying for it. So how's that different than just saying, like, hey, I want to buy another Indiana Jones ticket for the next person? Yeah, that's pretty much how's what it, it is. Different? Like, you're, it, that's exactly what it is. Like, you're just buying, like, yeah. if somebody else wants to go, like, they can ride on my ticket. And you're, it's kind of inflating ticket sales because not everybody knows that this is a thing. Like, yeah. I can go and buy five tickets, but like only I watched it, you know? Yeah. Cause then I'm like, is somebody out there just going like free sound of freedom tickets, angel yeah. tickets. Like, There's people probably buying out, out people are probably buying out theaters and being like, I have purchased all the seats. People can see it for free. And I don't know if they're telling people that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How, how, how do I get your free ticket, sir? Like, do I, I have to be there? And I know I'm willing like, to weird. bet that it's, being advertised somewhere i just don't know where um but there is okay this is where it's gonna get weird the director has come under fire for being closely tied to QAnon. okay so what do you know about QAnon and child sex trafficking i try not to know anything about QAnon. so yeah they have a lot of um wild fucking opinions about what people are doing in this world and a lot of falsities about um human trafficking in general uh okay there was the whole like pizzagate situation and shit where they thought hillary clinton was i don't know a lizard person who ate children or something and then there was the whole chrissy Teigen thing where they accused her because she said she woke up with ranch dressing on her titties that she was like oh that that's code for she's trafficking children oh my god okay um there was just a lot of a lot of stuff that they have come up with a lot of stories that QAnon spins that aren't anything close to the truth um it's kind of okay the movie is feeling a little bit right-wing agenda kind of like pushing a narrative that may or may not exist I have not seen this movie and I don't plan to because it's a very like I it I don't want to watch a movie about yeah. this. <laughs> I'll watch well, a documentary. Like, well, what's the story? You know, like, yeah, I don't, d- does it end that they go to the, to like Clinton's house and she's all like, finally, my children have arrived. <laughs> like, is that the ending? You know, like, what do we, uh, <laughs> yeah, I do not know. Um, but yeah, the, the guy has been promoting the podcast, um, 
like the the director and stuff every time that he goes into a interview there's a lot of he there's a lot of like dog whistle words that come out of QAnon stuff like okay. adrenochrome which is like a hormone <laughs> that QAnon says that elites and like Hollywood elites and people with a lot of money in this world are harvesting adrenochrome from their from their child victims um there's this motto there's a big storm coming which is apparently a, a motto of QAnon I don't know it's it there's so many strange little things about this and it is it feels more like a um like a political tool really than a movie well I'm gonna tell you this uh the top Google review that I just pulled up it ends with a prepare to be moved, inspired, and ultimately called to action. Yeah, what does that mean? There's a lot of that with this. Like every time I Google it, it's like someone. When you first of all, when you Google "Sound of Freedom" the movie, the reviews for it right now, it's it's got an insane amount. Like okay, Google has two thousand three hundred forty nine reviews, four point nine. Yeah, the like almost all of them are five stars, like. The Sound of Freedom takes you on an emotional, eye-opening journey that leaves an indelible mark on your heart and mind. This powerful and thought-provoking film is a testament to the strength of the human spirit and the unwavering determination. Like, there's just really... People are impassioned about this thing, and I don't know how to feel. They sure are. Because it seems everyone is... Everyone is saying it's a really, really good movie. But, but like, even movies that are really good, <laughs> nobody writes reviews like this for them. Yeah, it... I don't know. There's a lot. It's, it all kind of feels brainwashy to me. And a I'm a bit nervous about it. Um, the only reason I know about it is because uh, these sound so crafted. I can't like I've never read a review for a movie that's like prepare yourself for an emotional roller coaster that this film masterfully unfolds. It is a testament to the exceptional craftsmanship behind it. With every yeah. scene, you are transported into a world like. Who did you pay it's to write this? It's so grand scale. Every single one of these is that grand of scale. It's not yeah. just like, that was a really good movie. You yeah. should really check it out. Right. None of them are that simple. They're no. all like an essay. It's so weird. Okay. I just found a thing about um, the Angel tickets. So angel.com is where you go to get these tickets. And let's see. You can just donate on here. And it says that the mo it's going straight to people who can get tickets but i'm like is it where's this money no, going it's, actually it's going straight to them yeah because how am i supposed to know to how to get a fucking angel ticket like yeah, okay who honestly tell tickets me. anyone who cannot afford a ticket or would not otherwise be able to see the film will have an opportunity to claim a free ticket at angel.com slash free tickets and redeem it using these following instructions blah 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 yeah you can book a private screening of it what happens if all the tickets are not claimed? If there's any funds remaining, they'll be used to pay for streaming Sound of Freedom in the Angel Studios app. Of course they will. <gasps> remaining funds may also be used to help the filmmaker create additional content. So, like, we're just going to use this money for, like, our other purposes. Yeah, this is a crowdfunding thing. Because look right yeah. here. It <laughs> says, like, they've sold 4 million tickets of their 2 million goal. Yeah. This is just, like the Trump pin thing where it's like, you can yes. buy one of my pins for $999,000. Just <laughs> short of me paying tax on it. God. That whole business, you know? Yes. The fuck did you find? Why you know about this? I know about it because of Fox news, but like it was on Fox news. And they were like, go see this amazing movie. 
and uh like you know whenever fox news promotes something i gotta i gotta do research <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah that's where i came across this one i don't know it just it looks fucking uh, i hate that they're i mm, it's so it's so hard to talk to talk about shit like this because like obviously it's it's a compelling movie that people are going to see and it's about a really horrible subject matter. But I just want to say like, there are, there are other movies out there. There are documentaries out there probably that treat this with a lot more respect than I imagine this one does. It just seems very bombastic and showy and kind of a tool for engagement in a space that may or may not be 1000% genuine. Like, okay, so now I'm on, so angel, um, dot com has this like picture up of it saying it's got a 79 on Rotten Tomatoes, but a hundred percent audience score, right? So I went to Rotten Tomatoes and it does have a 100% audience score. Okay. But I'm going through all the things. I kind of want to know what else Angel Studios does. They all sound, they're all like kind of copy paste responses. Almost every single one of these is like the same. Really? This is like a whole review bomb, but a review... Like a positivity bomb. Implosion? Like, <laughs> what's the opposite of a bomb? Like, yeah, like, all of these say the same verbiage. I can't believe that. It's so weird. Like, it it feels like there's, uh, like, a cardboard standee up in front of what this movie is. I don't know, you know? Like, this you one's reviewed by... It. it says... Reviewed by Google, bringing out what's really going on. This needs to stop. <laughs> I mean, yes. Child trafficking needs to stop. Human trafficking needs to stop. What does your comment do, guy? This you film know? is a must-see. God's children are not for sale. Almost as impactful as a, ma- a Passion of the Christ. Well, there's your sign right there. Have I told you about when I saw Passion of the Christ? Because I saw that in the movie theater. Oh my god. When did that come out? 2008? Let's see. Whoa. Hold up, dude. I typed in Passion of the Christ. And when you search movies, sometimes it'll say like the series. So like if I look up a nightmare on Elm Street, it'll be like, do you mean the first movie? Yeah. Or that series of films, right? Uh-huh. This says Passion of the Christ film series. Like is that what you're trying to find? Is there more than one Passion of the Christ? Part two comes out in 2024. Holy fuck. You heard it here first on Yimto. Directed what? by Mel Gibson. It's called Passion of the Christ Resurrection. No. Oh what? my God. Hold on. Okay. M- Mel Gibson breaks silence on Passion of the Christ 2's acid trip resurrection script. Yeah. Jesus start on the floor crying over Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ plans. What's happening? Okay. Anyway, year this fucking movie came out. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I can't. Oh, well, I guess I can't say that because it's about his movie. 2004. Jim Caviezel. Okay. All right. Uh, you ready? Say, yeah. So I was 14, right? And you were in the theater watching this shit? I have never <laughs> been in anything like that before. It Were was full of, of these. Speaking in tongues? Yes. Oh, no. Dude, it, it was like full of the people with the hands up, rocking back and forth, standing up in the thing. Oh, there was no. a lady. There was a lady speaking in tongues. And I did like go, mom, what the fuck is happening? And oh, my God. Goes, I would be so scared. She goes, oh, um, I guess she's speaking in tongues. And I was all like, 
why? Just feel the fucking spirit. And she was like, oh just God. watch the movie. And I was Please. like, okay. I need us to have a Yimtope event, though, when we go to Passion of the Christ Do and we all just fucking holy roller it, just complete speaking tongues and like oh go fucking batshit. Oh my God. Like, I remember that movie <laughs> because it was very graphic. And of course, yeah. that's what I remember from it. Of, of course. Because I'm like, ooh. That nine tails ripped his rib o- open. I can see inside. Shh. Fucking Ugh. gross. You know, but like, it's still the only like I've 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 wanted other people to watch it, not for like, hey, look at this good religious movie. I'm like, this movie is fucking wild. <sighs> but anyway, I was in a theater full of people speaking in tongues. I saw that movie. It was I've, horrible. I've stumbled into a. I don't know where I am, Robert. Oh, don't be doing that. I'm on nestflix.fun. Uh, Passion of the Christ 2, Crucify This. The follow-up, okay. The Passion of the I'd Christ. I'd watch that. Let he who is without sin kick the first ass. Yes! <laughs> but like... Yes! But hold on. Everything looks like Family Guy. What's going on? I don't know, but I want I'm, it. I'm on a Family Guy website. Hold on. Let me send you this. What's happening? I need that so bad. Where am I? How did I get here? Yeah, that is a straight up um, Family Guy sketch that lasts like two minutes. Is this all just uh, every Family Guy sketch? Maybe. What's happening? Uh, yeah, because I remember the Jaws 5 Fire Island one. Yeah, like I know most of these little bits. Also, McBain is in here. Where's McBain? The Lucas oh, McBain. Lee collection all the way at the bottom. Nice. From fucking uh, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, yeah. Dude, we can't be here. This I, we can't be this here. This is wrong. <laughs> I stumbled this, into it's, something. It's full of the weird because that's my last action hero bits where Arnold Schwarzenegger yes. does Hamlet. <laughs> to be or not to be, not to be. And he blows everything up. Okay, I, this I'm, is great, but I don't want to be here anymore. No, I don't want to be. I can't be here. Leaving. Anyway, I was trying to see what else they'd done, and I can't find anything what can i I watch on this they only have like a couple things to see our full list go here but it's not america's number one movie they're all the shows and shit that angel whatever has do you think this is that angel tv thing that i told you about okay tell me about other movies (laughs) bring me bring me life so i don't know where I'm just going to straight up be very, for the first time in Yimtope history, <laughs> I just cut out a whole bunch just of stuff. Blunt cut that shit. Just like record scratch and here we are at the end of the bit. I might do that man. and be like, that devolved with things that can't be said. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go watch this movie. But this is a whole, this is a hole, like a hole yeah. to fall into and rot in. And yeah. we're leaving it alone. Please. So speaking of holes to fall in and rot away in. <laughs> I learned a horrible fact the other day. Oh, no. So Christopher Nolan and Tom Cruise mm-hmm. are releasing good movies friends. very soon, right? Uh-huh. Wait, Tom what's, Cruise what's Christopher Nolan releasing? Oppenheimer. Oh, shit. That's a Nolan movie? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's why people are excited. No one's okay. a- Nobody's excited because of the movie. They're excited because it's Killian Christopher Murphy. Nolan. You know, Killian Murphy hangs dong in this one. Does he? 
You get to see the penis. What? <laughs> I think so. I, I don't want to see like that a... on an IMAX screen, man. It was going to like flop around, <laughs> right on my face and knock me out. I don't know what to Google. It's not going to be Killian Murphy. How do you know that? I heard. Sorry, guys. This, this is a great <laughs> This energy is from the stuff that we cut out. And we're riding that <laughs> high wave of weirdness. Okay. I'm so sorry. But don't tell me that. Really? I think so. I mean, I know that there is like a five minute sex scene, which is really unfortunate because oh, okay. I learned that after I was like, hey, mom, do you want to see this movie with me? Oh. So. I mean, so. We're just going off the rails now. It's fucking Yimtope time, guys. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome. Okay, well, that's different. Because I guess that's like a sex scene thing. But, like, have you seen... I've heard that there is, like, male nudity in this one. Have you seen uh, the Jamie Foxx, Quentin Tarantino movie? What the hell is it called? Why, oh, uh, why can I eight not think about it? Crazy Nights. Eight cra- no. <laughs> um, Inglorious Eight. Django Unchained. That one. Now that movie has how did you phrase it? <laughs> phrase what? A big dong just flopping out or something? Oh yeah, hanging dong. Um that <laughs> movie had hanging dong that took me by a big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> that I think they cut out of like the home release. My god, really? So I saw that at the Best Picture Showcase on the big screen and I was just like, Jamie Fox! <laughs> Anyway, I guess I'll think that when I see uh, Killian Murphy on an IMAX screen. Why not? Yeah. So anyway, Christopher Nolan has a movie. Tom Cruise has a movie. And they both have said, go see it in IMAX. Right? Okay. They're urging you to see it in IMAX. The biggest, boldest way because they were shot in IMAX. Okay? Okay. Now, IMAX is a whole different beast of movie than anything else. Yeah. It's literally like... So whatever you know is widescreen, mm-hmm. it's it's still that widescreen, but then it stretches up a bit too. So you just get like tons of picture. You get way more picture than in a normal movie. I f- feel like you could get that amount of picture if you just zoomed out a little bit. Am I wrong? Well, it's still keeping that at the same size. You just get more because like there's like more screen real estate. Like, it's not about getting more of the visibility. You get okay. truly more screen. All right? right. You've been to Science Place, right? Like, back in school when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's IMAX, where it literally wraps around you. Yeah, and you, like, can't tell where the picture ends. That's what IMAX is, like, supposed to do. Okay. Right? It's not just a really big screen. It's supposed to actually envelop you. Mm-hmm. Like, you are in it. I remember going to the science place and they like lifted the camera over like a helicopter and I legit thought oh, I was yeah. going to fall through yeah. and get chopped up, man. It was very sick. scary. But anyway, I heard this on a TikTok and this guy was like, they're urging you to go see it in IMAX, yet there's no way to do that. And I was like, what do you mean? There's an IMAX in mean? Frisco. I can go to AMC. It says IMAX right there on the right there on the theater, right? Uh-huh. That is fake imax what so they call it i don't remember the acronym they give it but phi max so there's there's true imax and then there's reformatted imax right (laughs) yeah that no that's it that's it they call it limax because (laughs) it's not true imax like it's said to be okay imax is literally this humongous screen and it can't fit 
in a standard theater. So they reformat it and they like change the dimensions to get it to fit in like a theater that you have in like your hometown. Mm-hmm. It doesn't display the picture in an IMAX intended format. It's not that 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 bigger picture. You just have a a bigger screen. Okay. So they're like, yeah, you can go see it in IMAX, technically this Limax, and see it bigger. Yeah. But you'll never see what it was shot as. So That's weird. They're urging you to go do this, and they're like, but you can't do it. There are only like, like forty. No, there's there's eighty something IMAX screens in all of the United States. What? Most of them are in museums. That makes sense. Like the science place and stuff. Yeah. Of those 80, less than half of them show theatrical movies. They only show documentaries for the museum. Wow. In Texas, we have no IMAX, true IMAX to see these in. There's nowhere here to go. That's wild. So now I feel like shit because I want to go <laughs> see it in IMAX. And they're telling me I can, but it's a lie. It's not yeah. real. So are you just going to see it like standard? So there's supposedly ways you can get close. You just have to look at how the movies are built. And I okay. saw it at Cinemark. They do show Oppenheimer playing. And it says you can see it in their XD thing. There is an IMAX version. Hmm. And then there's a 70 millimeter version. That 70 okay. millimeter version is the closest version that you can get. Interesting. Now I'm curious if they have that like in our, our local theaters here. I'm going to do a little Google. So I'm learning about this whole IMAX debacle thing because XD theaters are great. I love them. I see all the movies in them, right? Yeah. But I remember going to see Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs in the IMAX theater at AMC an ungodly uh, amount of times. And that so screen is so much bigger than like the XD ones that Cinemark has. Yeah. So I go to our big theater here at Galaxy Theater. Mm -hmm. And they always have two different showings. One of them is digital. One of them is Sony DC. What are the differences between those? Sony DC? I have no freaking clue. I think that's the one that is just like a big, big theater. So that might be their version of IMAX or XD. Okay. But they basically said, if you were going to see this in what is considered IMAX, it has to be billed as 70 millimeter. Talk about your gat dang cast. My goodness. I have not seen anything at all about Oppenheimer. So I've just been like, I'm just going to go see it because Richard wants to see it. What'd you say it was called? Sony what? Sony DC. There are a billion people in this movie. We got Killian Murphy. We got fucking Emily Blunt. We got Matt Damon. Oh, Robert yeah, Downey right. Jr. for some reason is in this movie. Florence Pugh. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Josh Hartnett. Yeah. He's back, man. <laughs> Rami Malek. Kenneth Branagh. Okay. Yeah. They're Here just like, go. everyone's in this. Experiences. Boom. Sony Digital Cinema. Sony Digital Cinema. Sony Digital is. Cinema is a total cinematic experience featuring the Sony high-spec digital laser projection system. Not So not IMAX in any way, shape, or form. Okay. <laughs> it's basically like the Dolby Theater, like just like HD, HDR type stuff. Okay. I just find it louder. <laughs> See, that's what XD is for me at 
Cinemark. I go to it because the screen is bigger. Yeah. But it's because I can hear so much more shit. Like, okay. for me, it's the sound that has me sold, not the image. But it does say that there's IMAX here. But is there? There's not. Yeah, so there's DFX, which is their Dolby Atmos ones. That would rock my fucking socks. <laughs> so the digital cinema, which is a picture thing. It's just high-quality images. Then there's IMAX, which you see way more than the picture. D-Box, which is the moving seats. And all that good stuff. There's too many okay. ways to see movies. What happened to the old days where it was just you and a screen? Um, let me see if I can show you, like, what IMAX is supposed to look like. Because, like, they kind of, like, did a thing to, like, show me. And I was like, oh, I get it. Okay. Um, do this later. I know you're going to hate it. But do it later. All right. Go to Disney Plus on one of your TVs later. Okay? Mm-hmm. Pull up any of the Marvel movies. Frankly, just pull up Endgame. And they have... So on Disney+, Plus, they have the IMAX-enhanced versions of the movies. And if you watch the movie, there's going to be black bars on the top and bottom. Okay. But then in the IMAX ones, the TV's completely filled. Because that's that that's... extra image that you normally don't see. It's so weird to me that we have all these different formats and shit. Like, just film the movie in a way <laughs> that can be shown in all the theaters and then show it that way. But that's I feel the like thing, man. I feel like as Christopher artiste, Nolan loves IMAX. He loves it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if I'm if I'm an artist making a work and I like I paint a painting and then I hang it in a gallery and they're like, we only have like this weird shadow box where it's going to cut off the top and bottom third of your painting i'd be like i don't want you to show it there yeah like i okay i get that there are different ways to make films and stuff and it's important that we utilize the media yeah but at the same time like if we can't watch it why are you going to do it like that yeah so this is a 35 millimeter film and this is what an imax one looks like like it's just a way bigger it's a way bigger film, so, like, you get way more resolution intact. Okay. So, one, it looks better, but it also does capture more picture area. Hmm. So, you just get more of the surrounding image as well. Okay. So, like, you could stay as zoomed in on Killian Murphy as you wanted to in this normal shot, but now I get everything else around him without zooming out. You know what I mean? So, I can still yeah. have the close-up detail, but I still get all that surrounding whatever. So I'm going to have to say, I've never seen a movie like that then. And now they want me to, and I fucking can't. And it makes me mad. (laughs) Like, write a formal apology to (laughs) Killian Murphy and Christopher Nolan. I can't see you like I want to. You, there's no theaters for this, bro. So I might actually, so I'm going to go to Oppenheimer at Cinemark. And there is a, there is a. Limax. There is a showing billed as 70 millimeter. Okay. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what that's going to mean. You know? Are you going to see Barbie in 70 millimeter the way it was intended? If I could, yeah. I sure <laughs> would. I can't wait for Barbie to come out. Uh, so, yeah. You, can you still see my screen? Yeah. Yeah. So, see, there's the XD, but then there's a 70 millimeter one. Hmm. Why are you going to go see this movie? You realize it's three hours, right? Yeah, it's fucking long. I just, I've agreed to it. 
All right, man. Don't I'll complain to me asleep. when you got dead ass later. <laughs> Please tell me you're seeing it early, because like there's one at eight o'clock, and I'm like, I wouldn't get out of there till midnight. Oh. God, I would, I would fall asleep in there and just stay. So I'm gonna try my hand at this one. Nobody wants to see it with me, so I will be seeing it in 70 millimeter alone. Okay. <laughs> but I want to know if this is going to be different than the XD that I'm very accustomed to, because I see most movies in the XD. I want to know yeah. if this is different. It's built different, and I was told that that's a clear depiction of this is as close to IMAX as you're going to get. Without your eyes getting wet. Am I really going to see it here? And then try to go see it at AMC in the IMAX and see if it's any different and waste Don't six hours of my life doing this? Six hours on this. What if it's really good and I'm like, I could see it again. God, I don't think it's going to be. I mean, I think it's going to be good. I don't think you're going to want to see it more than once. Probably not. And I'm probably not even getting to go to Mission Impossible. So Boo. we'll see. But anyway... IMAX is a lie to us, and I can't believe that they are telling us to go see a movie in a way that we can't. It hurts yeah, my feelings. Yeah, sucks. But also getting my feelings hurt. <laughs> okay. So I did go see a movie. Like I said last time, I went and saw Insidious, The Red Door, which yes. is part five, by the way. And I have been wanting to hear all about it. It was okay. Just okay? Have you ever thought... Of a big conclusion coming to a thing that you've loved for so long. And you know that it's got such promise to have this big, big ending. And it does none of that. It sounds like how I felt about Danganronpa 3 the first time I played it. See, there you go. I know this movie's good. But it's not what I was looking for. Mm. This is supposed to bring like an ending to what part one started all that time ago. Okay. And I was waiting for like a big, kind of like how I felt with God of War. Where's my, where's my climactic ending? Yeah. But we went emotional instead. And that's mm. great. But, you know, the like, the like story person in me was waiting for like, okay, so in the first movie, the kid that's in the movie can like astral project. He goes to sleep and he can like leave his body and travel other planes and shit, right? Okay. And he gets lost. So that's, that's why spooky. he goes into a coma here on our side. Terrifying. So he's in a coma because his astral body left and it didn't find its way back. Right? Ugh. Okay. And it turns out that's because this demon is holding that entity hostage, his like soul hostage, because Fuck. it wants to now inhabit his body and come back to life because everybody that that's dead in this awesome. place knows when you're not supposed to be there so like all astral projector people it's kind of known don't stray too far because they'll just take over your body oh my god i can't believe you never told me the plot of this movie because now i want to watch it <laughs> oh it's so good man dude it's my favorite fucking like scary movie shit because it's so good yes, yeah okay so then okay okay <laughs> when they go into this like beyond place it's called the further Ooh, that's I a good name. love that. Ooh, since the shovels down my spine, it's so good, right? <laughs> so yeah, the kid goes into a coma, and the, and nobody knows why, but like the family's kind of being haunted, and of course the husband never believes. The wife is always the crazy one, and all that Come shit. Come on, it's got the best scares in it because none of them are jump scares; they just okay. fucking happen. So like, there's a long shot in the movie 
that you would fucking love, man. It's a long shot in the I movie. I love a long shot. She's just like taking out trash. She like, uh, it's like the wife like puts some dishes in the sink and she walks through this room and there is very clearly a ghost child standing uh, in that laundry room. I hate that. Nothing happens with it. She just walks right by. Uh, There's no like, you know, violent like, Reet! you know, like nothing to yeah. scare you. The scene is just unfolding. Yeah. And it so he's that paranormal activity scene where they like pan over and yeah. there's a fucking blanket standing there and they pan back and they pan back over. And it's fucking gone. I, that, I yeah. still, whenever I think about that, I have to like check behind me. Makes there's no fucking blanket children. Okay. So that happens, right? Uh huh. She takes the trash out and then the record she had on suddenly changes songs. And then she looks in her window and that little kid is like dancing in front of the record player to this new song that he put on okay. and it is like i just got chills talk like it's chilling that like there's just this thing in your house doing that now yeah so then she goes in and it's just her like trying to chase down this kid because she's like what is this yeah and then there's like finally is a jump scare but it's just because he runs by and he laughs but it's still no like piano strike like it this this movie never does that type of jump scare. Okay. That's why I love it so much. Because all horror movies are just like, ooh, you know, the cat screech. You always get a fucking cat yes. that runs in out of nowhere. None of that shit is in this movie. Good. And yet the jump scare that's in it has the highest rated scare factor of all moviedom. They've measured people's heart rates, and that's the one that has spiked people's <laughs> the most. Okay. I will show you the jump scare. Right now? I'm not going to make you watch it. Okay, but no, yeah, good. I'm I'm going to show it to you because it's basically them trying to get the husband, Patrick Wilson, to understand uh-huh. what's going on with their kid. And he's just like listening. And it turns out his mom was like, well, stuff like this has happened before. And they're like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you used to astral project too. Oh, my God. Like, you used to do this when you were a kid, but every time I took photos of you, there was this thing in the background, and it started getting too close. No, thanks. So (laughs) I called somebody to, like, fix this situation, right? Uh Uh-huh. So she called a lady that basically wiped his memory of being able to to do that. She gets called in again to help with his kid, and they're like, but you kind of got to remember this, because... You're kind of the only person that can save him now. You need to astral project and go find your kid. Shit. Right? So they're explaining this to him. So he's just sitting there listening to them. And then they cut over one time. And this dude is behind him. Fucking gross. Looks like Darth Maul. Okay. So his name is the Lipstick Demon. I hate that. (laughs) I love it, dude. I'm so into the Lipstick Demon. Because at the end of the first movie, he goes in, he's looking for his kid, and he just winds up in this thing's home, wherever it lives in the further, right? Yeah. And it just has, like, his son chained somewhere, because the longer he's away from his body, the weaker his connection gets, so it's easier for him to slip in and take over. Okay. So he's keeping him hostage. And he's just, like, in there, saving his kid, and the demon's up there listening to, of course, Tiny Tim... Tiptoe through the tulips, right? (laughs) And you hear the record just like, stop. And then the kid just goes, he's looking. And then like you turn around and he's just like in his like loft window up there. Just like, 
so angrily staring Ugh. down at them and then st- it starts like a whole chase scene and it's brilliant it's beautiful it's the fucking best movie like rewatching it again it was just as phenomenal if not a little better all right insidious is dope it's so good and it has such a good twist ending such a cliffhanger ending it's just good shit but i feel like i have to tell you because it's kind of the crux of the whole new movie because one and two are about patrick wilson and his family three and four have nothing to do with this family oh and then part five we come back around to it why okay you know yeah that's weird so that's the first one at the end of this the old lady that was creeping up on him when he was a kid uh-huh. has still been waiting around and she does take over his body at the end of the movie so patrick wilson gets taken over by this black lady at the end of the movie okay is that what her ghost is called yeah she's the she's the black lady she dresses in black right here so this thing was just creeping up in all the photos of of, of him and then there's one where like her hands like right here spooky or some shit right so at the end of it uh she finally gets his body and takes over and he's stuck in the further now. Okay. And then part two is them basically trying to get him freed from that. Right. Mm. And at the end they get him freed, whatever. But, uh, they decide to wipe his memory and his son's memory of their ability to astral project and the entire past year that he's been possessed. Shit. It's been a year that he's been a different person. That's a long time to have wiped from your memory. Yeah. So part five kind of starts with, um, which pissed me off. He's divorced from his wife, which their love in those first two movies is what makes those movies so good. They're they just so are divorced fucking cute. Yeah, they're just not a couple at, at the start of this. That sucks. So Patrick Wilson went really like, let's just do like an emotional family tale. Because okay. it's almost 0% scary the entire movie. Huh. It's a much more deep brain movie and that's fine. But when you gave me this like epic part one lipstick demon chase thing and he's finally back. I'm ready to see some shit like how are you going to beat this thing? What's going to happen? They literally just go like you beat now and then it ended. (laughs) I all right. It bugged me because there was no climax to this movie. Yeah, that's a bit of a letdown. The climax to this movie is the father and son, like, hugging and, like, forgiving each other for all the shit that's been going down. Mm. Like, that's the climax. He is not even the climax. That bugged me. And that's why, in pre-ramble, we talked about the song that he sang at the end. Uh That's that's why it's a nice, nice smooth song, because it's, you know, this, like, heartfelt movie. Kind of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't really juxtapose the movie like we said we liked. It fits in with right. the movie. It's a very more heartfelt thing. Hmm. And I don't know if I was ready for that from Insidious, which is one of the scariest franchises to date to me. Yeah, what a weird turn of events. So basically, when they wiped away his memory, he has just become so foggy minded. Like, he just can't fucking function. Hmm. And as part of his unable to function, the wife kind of was like, I don't want to be with you. Plus, he did try to murder them when he was possessed by the thing. Uh, Okay, that'll probably do a little bit of damage to a relationship. So one of the kids doesn't have his memory wiped. So he 
wonders if that really happened. And so she's oh, like, nope, Jesus. that was a dream. Your dad didn't try to murder you. And oh it became so, like, too hard to live that way. So just the one kid remembers this whole murderous rampage. Yeah. One kid does. Horrible. And the other is blissfully unaware. <laughs> Terrible. So that feeds into it. And then uh, the kid that was in the coma goes to art school, right? And yeah. starts like drawing things. And it starts like bringing up these old memories. And he draws Shit. a picture of his dad like in this horrible scene where he tried to kill them, right? And he's okay. getting memories of it. So he's like, yeah, my dad is a piece of shit. I hate this. I like hate him. <laughs> but none of them remember what really happened. And so it's more of a father-son dynamic thing of them trying to get their memories back. And it's really, it really is a ghost story, but they don't know that. Like Patrick Wilson's so foggy minded. Uh, there isn't an, an MRI scene that was genuinely scary. Hmm. Taylor did not like that shit. She actually almost like drew blood squeezing my arm at one point of the movie. Oh my God. The doctor tells him play, play memory, you know, like the kids game. Okay. That's good for your memory. That fool can't remember what he flipped over like the last time ago. Oh no. Like, like he plays memory for like 10 minutes in the movie and he goes like, okay, this one's this, this one's this. And this one, oh, I just saw that one. And then he picks the wrong one like five times. Like, <laughs> have you ever watched those mobile game commercials God, you get yes. on your phone? And like, you're you're like, I know you're purposefully just fucking around to piss me Pull off, the right? Stick with the lava. <laughs> That's how that scene felt. I was like, nobody is that screwed up at memory. God, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess they got to put the point home what that memory wipe did to his like stuff. Yeah. So anyway, they both uncover their memories. They get rid of the demon by painting over the son's photo. And I was like, all right, cool. That that ruined this for me. <laughs> it was good, but it was not the bombasticness that, I w- that I've been waiting uh, 13 years for. Fuck. I think the first movie came out in 2010 when we were rewatching. I was like, oh, holy shit. This is an old movie. That's a long time ago. Um, yep. 2010. This movie wow. has been 13 years in the making for me. And Patrick, what's his face? Hasn't aged a bit. Not a fucking bit. I love him. <laughs> Hate him to death. <laughs> Marry me. Sorry, what? <laughs> no, yeah, he looks the exact same. Yeah. It's insane. Like, yeah. So that picture that I showed you, that was from part one. And this one's from part two. He looks like he's aged a year in 13 years. <laughs> incredible what money will do for the face let me share this with you real quick so again i know that's a spooky one but that's him then uh-huh that's him now yeah like not not a day <laughs> like literally then today he just has like a little bit more of a defined forehead now yeah like <laughs> barely oh there's the mri thing gross where ew the thing is in the mri tube yeah it got weird man Oh, I hate that. Yeah, I know. So let's not freak you out with that anymore. Yeah, no thanks. Oh, yeah. Taylor freaked out at that one. And see, that's the thing. Like, there's no jump scares still. This movie doesn't do jump scares. It's not like really crazy. This one had a couple. I mean, it was Patrick's first movie. So he's probably like, we got to have some in there. Got to have a jump scare or two. You know? But it was fine. It was not the greatness that I was hoping for. But I will... 
I will grow to love it for what it is one day. Yeah, one day. So that's Insidious. I still think you should watch all of them because you are going to love the old lady and her two guys that like run her like um, supernatural business that they have together. (laughs) Okay. She just has these two nerd boys that like run all the like spirit boxes and do all the stuff and she has this whole like career with them and the third movie shows how she met them and then the fourth one like three and four are about her not this family okay because she is the standout she's the fucking best thing about these movies she's not in the fifth one shame she shows up like once and the two guys show up once on a tv and i was like this is ruined you (laughs) you took away the best part of the franchise these three people so it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So with that, are you ready to try to get tickets to uh, some IMAX movies? Apparently not. If you loved this episode, tell a friend about it. For the love of God, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way we can get the good DMs to open to new ears of your friends. We release weekly every single Monday. Rain or shine, snow or any other weather. We're here for you. <laughs> if you want to talk to us, Outside of the podcast, you can catch us over at Twitter while it's still around. Things are rocky there these days. They're, I mean, they're rocky there every day. But you can find us there at YMBTOAP. If you are in the know, if you're special, if you're one of us, you can hit us up on Discord. That's where all of our shrimpies live. All of our favorite people in the whole wide world, the zeitgeist, they hang out with us. Thank you so much because the patrons, I can't. What am I doing? I, it's <laughs> it's not that hard to read. What is topic. happening right now? I don't know I this show is taking a toll on my psyche. Patrons, tell us if you're going to go see The Sound of Freedom. I want to know. Talk to us about what you feel about the Jonah Hill situation. I know that we have had some deep discussions in the Patreon, and I feel like y'all will have some opinions on this. So, yeah, let us know what you think on that one. And, of course, thank you so much to all the patrons for supporting us through Thick and Thin, through Rain and Shine, all the weathers. Mostly just hot. We're here for you and you're here for us and we appreciate you so, so, so much. Our theme song is The Grim Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. We love, love him so much too. Check him out on YouTube. He's got the best hits. And as always, thanks for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Am I going to be able to find Oppenheimer in IMAX? Nope. Nope. One more important sound we wanted you to hear. We have to get off this segment. I can't anymore. I mean, we're we've been off of it. They don't know that we're just bantering with ourselves right they now, going off the fucking know. wall. Okay. Okay. Collect yourself, woman. <laughs> Cause I'm having a hard time collecting myself. I am closing all the tabs okay. on Angel Studios, I can't, and I'm I can't. I'm exiting. Okay. Okay. I'm doing it. I'm doing a closing. Okay.